This is a HeadGum Original. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The eye of the enemy is moving. The end has come. Every day, Frodo moves closer to Mordor. How do we know Frodo is alive? What does your heart tell you? Come, Master! Come to Smeagol! This is your test. Every path you have trod through wilderness, through war, has led to this road. The enemy will never let Aragorn come to the throne of Gondor. It is time. Give him the sword of the king. Become who you were born to be. The precious sleepy eyes. He means to murder us! I'm not sending him away. Come to me. Order set. The pieces are moving. He is here. We come to it at last. I see in your eyes the same fear that would take the heart of me. Day may come when the courage of man fails. When we forsake our friends and break all bonds of fellowship. But it is not this day. Whatever happens, stay with me. This day, we fight! All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. We shall see the Shire again. You gave away your strength of arms. Not for ourselves. But we can give Frodo a chance. So that was the cool part where she stabbed the Witch King in yes. the face. Yes, that I yes. loved when he was like, no man could kill me. And then the Hobbit was like, but I can. And then she was like, and I'm a woman, bitch. Yes. And I was like, okay. Well, it's another episode of Newcomers. Oh, my God. (laughs) We're watching Lord of the Rings, and we just finished the longest movie maybe in the history of movies, The Return of the King. And guess what? Didn't know the king left. I look like Gandalf now. I have long white hair and a long beard, and I'm very old now because yes. the movie took me through my entire life. The movie truly, is 17 oh hours and 15 minutes, as we all know. So <laughs> long. So Lauren, you didn't want you didn't watch this in one sitting. How long did it take you to get through this? It took me over the course of a a solid afternoon into night situation. <laughs> I started at one, and I was finished around seven. I had to do a podcast in the middle. Which was really good because it kind of <laughs> broke it up. But Lauren, I came back. 
I did the same. So I watched an hour and a half of it. Then I watched the Mapleworth murders on Quibi. And then I continued watching it and then went to sleep and then finished it. It was. It's very long. And, you know, the thing is, I think what we're struggling with as people who went through all of the Star Wars catalog within a matter of months just recently <laughs> and had a very little turnaround. Yes. Um, is that. If these things were shorter, we'd probably be more excited. But we're, we do have yeah. to invest a lot of time every yes. week. And, you know, that's the work we do for you listeners out there. Yes. And that's <laughs> this is a labor of love for you people. So we're going to be watching the Hobbit movies. We're going to revisit fan fiction. We're going to do some spinoffs. We're going to talk about the books. And if you would like to watch Lord of the Rings Return of the King, guess what? It's available to rent on Amazon Prime for $3.99. It's also on HBO Max for not free because you pay for the subscription. So Yes. And so we, we've been starting with the, we've started the series with the Lord of the Rings film trilogy. Mm-hmm. And today we're discussing the third and final movie in Peter Jackson's trilogy, and, you know, I think um, we we found things to enjoy in Twin Towers upon discussing it with Mary yeah. Holland. We, yes. you know, that's one thing we always love about this show, I think, is that when you talk to people who are really passionate about it, it makes you appreciate things that you didn't see mm-hmm. uh, while you were scrolling on your phone and stuff. Like that. Yep. <laughs> so it's been really nice talking to people who are passionate and so if you want to watch the movies before um, listening, we are we so we did the Fellowship of the Ring. We did Two Towers and mm-hmm. um, Return of the King. And so you want to watch those first if you care about spoilers out there in the world. But if you don't, we will explain all of the movies to you mm-hmm. on every episode. And I think that's kind of a great loophole for anyone out there who's yeah. always been curious, but curious, but has no desire to watch. We yeah. did that for you. And then we brought people here to ex- like literally Mary step by step explain this movie to us <laughs> beat by beat. And we were like, oh, OK. <laughs> oh, that too, that was. Oh, okay. um, but we're very excited for our guests today. We have uh, Gabby Paella and Kelly Buseman. And Gabby is a culture writer for GQ. And her work has appeared in Rolling Stone, The Guardian, The Daily Beast, Lucky Peach and The Hairpin. And Callie is a writer and news editor currently with New York Magazine's The Cut. And her work has been featured in The New York Times and Vice with a focus on culture, sex, politics, reproductive justice, and the occult, which are all things we're interested in. So welcome, Gabby and Callie. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having us. And we understand that you guys are both huge fans of Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings. So we're excited to talk to you because, as we said, it's been like this has been the way that we yes. l- get to learn is we by talking to, to people who are super fans. into liking it. <laughs> um, I was... Gabby and I worked together at The Cut. And when I joined as an editor, she was like, oh, you're going to let me finally write Lord of the Rings articles. Um, And yeah, together we would just constantly put out like a steady stream of Lord of the Rings content that the other editors didn't know about. (laughs) And how did you guys end up as Lord of the Rings fans and like Mm -hmm. find each other? And what's your backstory? Yeah, tell us how you got into it. So my obsession started in seventh grade, which was historically not a great time um, in my life. And I went to go see the movie. It was like, I think my dad was like, neither of my parents knew anything about it, but they were like, whatever, this is the holiday movie. We'll take the whole family. And then, you know, in Fellowship of the Ring, that scene where the hobbits all get to the inn and you meet Aragorn for the first time and he's like under the hood. And you see his little like cleft chin. We're, just, we're, we're kind of like, yes, we remember. And then a part of us is also like, no. Yeah, I was like, uh, no recollection. I'm so sorry. I know it's so, weird because we did just watch them, but. 20 hours ago in the movie. Yeah, and that mm-hmm. happened. And I remember just being like, oh my God, I'm having my sexual awakening. Um, and I ran mm-hmm. home and like immediately Googled the actor and like realized he was like older than my mom. And I was like, oh, that's kind of weird, but I'm not going to like let this get in the way. And then I like went and read all the books and ended up watching all the movies and, and just got into it too deep. Um, and then I realized that Callie was obsessed with it when we were following each other on Twitter and I zoomed in on her little like Twitter avatar and it's like a one inch by one inch circle. And I saw that she was wearing the necklace. Uh, wow. that Arwen has oh. and I was like it's oh a my keen God. eye yes yeah that's how we identify each other I, <laughs> I was similar I saw it like in theaters I remember and but I was the opposite my sexual awakening was over leg last like I ran home and I was like oh, okay this is the man that I'm deeply in love with and then I saw photos of him with no wig and I was like I hate him 
So I what? Could, like, Wait, I had, like, I, that's Orlando was? Bloom, right? Oh. Yeah, no, I, I despised him with no wig. I was like, no interest. <laughs> like, oh, I would just like, I, like, and then, but the wig I loved. Um, the wig yeah, does I a lot. Like, it's interesting. Mm. <laughs> I will say this. How did you ever, he's barely in the movie. Like, when he spoke in so, the third one, I was like, he talks? <laughs> well, who needs it? <laughs> he just does tricks. Fair. I will say, as I've matured into a woman, I do find him boring now. But as, like, mm. a child, I feel like it's, like, the sort of thing that, like, um, like every, like, boy band star has, where he's, like, just mm-hmm. perfect at everything, has no personality, is completely asexual, and is so handsome. Like, I feel like for, like, a certain breed of, like, 12-year-old, like, that's, like, perfect man yes I didn't really get when everyone was like when like women my age were obsessed with one direction I was kind of confused and then mm-hmm. I saw a video of them all singing teenage dirtbag and I was like I'm so into yep. this yep I, and I agree with I you. showed Mike that and he was like what the fuck my husband like, did not understand I was like this is the hottest thing I've ever seen the song is extremely good and the dancing and singing is also amazing like I don't know what to tell you the vibe is there um it's weird what you get I mean I feel like the 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 sexual awakening element of Lord of the Rings is an interesting one because Nicole and I both like we're not really we are realizing that fantasy just might not be our genre, mm, although yes. we are, we are going so deep and maybe by the end we'll figure out that we like it. But, mm-hmm. um, it's, I think like Mary had a similar thing, our guest in our previous episode that like, she finds it so romantic and there's something about that that is so, it makes it make sense. I think why, why, why you could get really, um, into these movies just with that angle alone, like but the like fantasy no section. I there was a be, big kiss in this one that I was like almost taken aback by. Wait, at the end? Yeah. I okay. So first she's holding this flag, and then she's like, "Oh, hello." I was like, "Get real. This is not a reveal. We could have done without that." I wanted Sam and Mr. Frodo to kiss. I was like, <laughs> "I feel the sexual tension between you," but then he goes back to Hobbitville and marries someone taller than him. <laughs> Did no? I almost wondered like. Okay, I I feel like I was I was curious if the books have him marry someone, if that was like something that is like true to like the entire story, or if there was like feedback about people being like they're having um, sexual tension between them. Get him a woman to marry. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Was that like canon that he marries someone and has a kid? Yeah, he gets married in the book. Okay, that's cute. Um. Callie, you once tweeted that the prospect of playing the theatrical version of one of the films instead of the extended edition made you sick to your stomach. Now that is okay. <laughs> that happened to me. I was I'm I'm visiting my friend and I don't have the extended edition with me. So I had to watch the theatrical, which was a measly three hours and 48 minutes. It was it was nauseating. <laughs> um, How long but, is the director's cut? Oh, over four hours. But I was actually like because I only ever watched that. There is like a lot of scenes that I was looking for. And I was like, how could they have cut that? Like, Oh, that's interesting. There's so many. Yeah. Well, you guys never saw that the second film, especially there's like this, like very, very tragic uh, romance between Eowyn and Aragorn. That's really played up in the extended edition that gets cut out. And that's the only scene that I'm like, they should have cut that out. Oh, oh. And, and so what was something that was missing from this version yeah. that you're like, how do they not have that? Gabby, you will know what I'm talking about. There's right before they go to like the gates of Mordor, there's this one really weird orc with like a big frightening smile who comes out and just makes this weird face. And he's so iconic. And I kept being like, where's the orc with the fucked up smile? He never showed up. And I was like, no, Peter Jackson, how could you? That didn't make it to theaters. So wait, you were just, you just wanted to see <laughs> the this, man, yeah. this man with a fucked up smile? Yeah, he's iconic. Gabby, do you know what I'm talking about? I, I actually don't. <laughs> I'll send you a photo. You'll know. Okay. Yes, please. And so, what does the fuck? Do, it's just like a person. Yeah. With, it's that's like, it. It's like 45 seconds. I'm like, why did you have to cut that? It was a great 45 seconds. Fair. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. I mean, it's so <laughs> wild that you were upset about missing out on this. <laughs> this random scene and I feel like the movie was filled with scenes and I was like I don't need this <sighs> um <laughs> I can't relate but I mean I get it 
Okay, Gabby, you wrote a piece on The Cut about how you agree with Vanessa Hudgens's Hudgens's I can't read the normal words, decision to throw herself a Lord of the Rings-themed birthday party. She chose to dress as Arwen. Who would you dress as? And what kind of decorations, activities, and attire would be critical for a successful Middle Earth-style birthday bash? Oh, yeah. I would probably dress as Eowyn because I feel like I have also been in like ill-advised emotional affairs mm-hmm. with unavailable men. So I can oh, relate nice. to that. <laughs> um, at Cal- the cut scene that Callie was talking about actually involves her making a bunch of fish stew for him that he rejects because it's like she's like a bad cook. That's part of the, her whole charm. That's kind of cute, though. I almost yeah. feel like that's the kind of thing I want more of. First of all, I want more of the female characters in general. Yes. But fish stew. Well, I mean, honestly, <laughs> maybe I would have liked it because one of my favorite scenes was that tater scene where Gollum <laughs> was love like, taters? That, and that made that, yeah. me laugh very hard. Do you feel like throwing a Lord of the Rings themed birthday is like really aggressive because then everyone has to like know what that is? <laughs> I feel like yes. it's I think it's like probably so mainstream and you and I and Nicole are like the two people who would be like, what do I wear to this? But everyone <laughs> yeah, else would I, be like, I, obviously, I, I know what to do. No idea what to wear, like an oversized brown dress and like cut it up. So I look like a hobbit. <laughs> You know, what's kind of great about like really rich celebrities, though, is that they probably all had amazing costumes. Like I Mm -hmm. bet there were people with like full on Hobbit feet, like (laughs) that someone spent four hours applying to their feet. (laughs) I mean, probably. I honestly, what a great way to get me to not come to your party. Like just I have homework to do now and then I have to then be social as I'm like with prosthetic ears on me. For several years in a row, my best friend and I would dress up as sexy Gandalf and sexy Saruman for Halloween every year. We'd wear like okay. dresses and wigs and beards and carry that, staffs. Okay. That works. That but works. The, I... Someone wrote a misconnection about one of us. We don't know which one that was. It was like oh. you and your friend were both dressed as Gandalf. And I oh like my the God. one oh. Gandalf. And we didn't know which Gandalf they were referring to. That was like my dream when I was in college. I would just scour missed connections and be like, did anyone see me on the train? It's the only (laughs) time it has ever happened to me. And it was potentially not me. And I was wearing a beard. Lord. (laughs) Did anyone see me on the train? You like type in like brown line. And like everyone's like, no, no one was interested. Um, rough very rough but that's I feel like getting getting if someone was attracted to you in that costume it's like perfect then because they know your whole deal they're like down Mm -hmm. well they misspelled Gandalf which I was like Mm. it's a deal breaker for sure a deal breaker (laughs) I mean my misconnection would be like you were loud you were screaming I think I'm in love (laughs) my ears hurt and I want more that's so funny though that a turn off for you is that they misspelled Gandalf I think Gandalf is hot in this movie. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. Nicole's crush. There's something wrong with me, but like when he was fighting, I was like, man, he's old and getting it. Gabby, who's like your crush if you had to pick um, uh, of, of the weirder of the characters? Like, I feel like it has to be someone who's like not obviously mm-hmm. hot. But, I mean, you did have your first choice was pretty good, I think, but is there anyone else that you're like, I'm weirdly attracted to, like Gollum? <laughs> I, no, I think Gandalf is a good pick. Rewatching it now, I was like, he really comes into his own in this last movie. Mm-hmm. When he's like over everyone's shit, he's just waving his staff around. He's like super impatient. So I appreciated that. I agree. He's, he is a strangely hot old man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like he'd be like really fun to hang out with. <laughs> I also think he'd be pretty fun to hang out with and adventurous sexually. Uh, oh, this is actually perfect because the two of you collaborated on an article uh, called which Lord of the Rings characters have big dick energy. And that's, I mean, I think if there's an argument for BDE, it's Gandalf, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. no, of course it's Gandalf. I like when I started, they were like, we hired you to do politics. And I was like, <laughs> double byline. Who has big dick energy? Um, <laughs> obviously Gandalf. And I feel like it only increased when he came back from the dead. Like, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. He got way hotter. Yeah. Yes. Well, he got his wig together. Yeah, he got his wig He together. was really cleaned up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know who we picked, but I, I might, my, my opinions might have changed since. I think it's like really only Aragorn. See. Boromir. What do you think, Gabby? Oh, Aragorn and Boromir, I think only. And Gandalf. I think those are the only three. Okay, yeah. So the official list was Aragorn. Frodo got a nope. 
Wow. I, uh, you think, I, I guess I guess I, don't I stand think by pretty, that. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, he's like mm-hmm. confident, but like no. in a really calm way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But also, Sam, they said he has TD. Every time they close, <laughs> like there was a close up on Frodo. I couldn't stop laughing when he got stung by the fucking spider and frothed at the mouth. Mm-hmm. I couldn't stop laughing. And then at the end, when he just gazes at his little hobbit friends, I was like, we didn't need this. And again, I couldn't stop laughing. So yeah, I don't think he's got big dick energy. Yeah. When he got attacked by that spider, it was like, he was just like the spider's bitch, like instantly. And yes. yeah, he didn't feel confident there. No. Um, they said Sam has TDE, tiny dick energy, um, okay. perhaps the least dick energy of any person, fictional or real, which is <laughs> really funny. Fair. That was harsh. <laughs> it is harsh, but you know, this is a, it's fun. It's fun to be harsh and just go for it. Um, Mary, the, that's a hobbit. That's a no. Yeah. Pippin, yes. Okay, there's a song called Pippin Song. Now, I don't feel familiar with this. Is that in it one ha- of the movies? It happened in this film. Yeah, Lauren, you didn't clock the music <laughs> video that happened midway through. Okay, where wait, there was slow it? motion and a little man just like singing with his hair in the wind. Honestly, I don't know what you're talking about. And I did watch the movie. I, I don't even think I was looking down that much. This is crazy. Uh, uh, I'll have to look that up later. That's fucking hilarious <laughs> that I missed that. Okay. Um, Gandalf the gray. No Gandalf the white. Yes. Okay. So yeah, it goes on, but mm-hmm. I Bilbo. Yes. BDE. I agree with you. Um, yes. Although when he's old at the end, I, it was kind of tragic. And then he still wanted the ring. And I was like, Oh my God. This I guy. Mean, these people love this ring. <laughs> They're horny for it. Everybody wants it. He's like, I just want to hold it one last. It's like, sir, you're about to die. Like you don't need to hold this ring again. Ugh. Is there like anything like that in real life that people are that gross about? I don't even know. I'm trying to think of something that like I, on my deathbed would be Honestly, when I get a partner, probably his dick. I'll be like, let me just hold it one last time. I waited if, if very you, long for this. If you still want to do that on your deathbed, you have found the perfect person. Because... So I found the perfect person if they were like, well, we are in a hospital, but she did ask politely. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so how do you, Gabby and Callie, how do you guys feel like the Return of the King compares to the other Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. movies? Is it like... How would you rank those three? I think I'm two, one, three. Oh. I am always just trying to come up with them and then tying them all. Oh. (laughs) I feel like I I appreciated what the parts where they're in um what is it called? The Hobbit area. Um Riverdale. Riverdale. Oh, the Shire. Um, mm-hmm. I like that those parts the best because I just think they're really visually pleasing. And so much of the movies take place in this sort of dark, like underworld vibe with like the disgusting mm-hmm. orcs and everything. And I like the parts where they're kind of like happy and all the little hobbit people are running around and living their beautiful little lives. I do want to talk about some of the size. Um, I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with the perspective in these movies. <laughs> and I looked it up and Gandalf is five, six. What? So like, the hobbits are like two two feet tall? Yes. The hobbits are like two or three feet. That's sick. Well, also, the actors, it's really crazy. I, I'm constantly Googling their height. Ian McKellen is only like 5'11", but the dwarf is 6'3". Right. So, the, so, so like, they picked the world's most, ju- the only tall actor in the world. They were yeah. like, we found him and he needs to be a dwarf. Like, and there's so many other men who could do it. Who have like yes. this gruff exterior. And they make Gandalf the actor five inches shorter to play (laughs) a very giant wizard as far as I can tell. Mm -hmm. So it's honestly one of the most mind numbing elements of this series, I think is that (laughs) I can't figure out how any of it was made. I don't understand. And sometimes you see them and they almost look like they're all the same size. And then Mm -hmm. like they'll cut away and then someone's like peering up from like the floor and you're like, okay, so you're really small. Also, I feel like the hobbits get smaller each movie. Like Mm. they were so tiny in this last one. They were. Yes. Frodo gets smaller and smaller yes. and smaller. Yes. The part where Gandalf's on a horse with um, Frodo, I guess he like looked really tiny mm-hmm. and then like it's, and then, but then you see them up close and you're like, his head's actually really close to the other guy's head. Like they're yes. not, it's a, it's a Wait, challenge. I think. Lauren, how do you rank the movies? Did you say your rank? 
No, I think I would put, I think I agree with Gabby that I would go two, one, three at this point because two had, had, I almost want to say one was my favorite because I was the most interested because I didn't Mm -hmm. know what was going on at all. But two, I think had more going on. And so it was like kind of more, um, exciting. But once you hear Pippin's song, I know I have to, (laughs) yeah, wait till you hear that. (laughs) It was truly insane. Lauren, in the middle of this movie, they said, we need a music video. He's like in a window and it's just, it's wild. I think for me, it's one, because I loved Gandalf spinning on his head and going to space. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've laughed harder. Oh, I, I love- saw this part. He had a great voice. I just, <laughs> I just looked up the picture of what he looks like when he's singing. And I know what you're talking about. He, and I actually commented on how his voice was like really beautiful. And I love so, that you promptly <laughs> forgot about it. Yeah. This is how I live my life. I have to like just do that to get through the day. Oh my uh, God. So wait, one, yeah. One, three, because the wildest things happened in three I mean, Gollum bit off a fucking finger. He bit somebody's finger off. That was wild. Yeah. There was that big ass bug. He got cocooned. The spider was crazy. That was so nuts. Um, and then I hated two. I thought two was horrific. I didn't understand anything that was happening. I It was bad for me. Nicole, you have to understand. I also didn't understand what was happening. Like I'm talking about like I'm ranking this like solely mm. on like a vibe. Like I don't even yes. know what I'm talking about. Do you know what also, I mean? <laughs> I, I have also said I didn't understand what was happening in two. I didn't understand what was happening in any of them. Last night, I apparently asked so many questions in a row that John screamed. He was like, you have to stop. You're, you're talking over all the dialogue. And I was Wait, like, we should I- like switch houses because Mike was like, if you have any questions, you should ask me. And I was like, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> We should. They were so mad at me. Oh, my God. Should we take a break? Yes, let's take a break. And we'll be right back with more of this magic. (laughs) Ooh, do you want to make your mom smile? Start Mother's Day with flowers or surprise her with gifts from the brand she loves. And guess what? It's delivered with the same day with DoorDash. Get 50% off your next order of up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now on DoorDash. And the promo code is NEWCOMERS. Listen, moms are a gift. I know that best. So give her the best this Mother's Day. Select from hundreds of expertly crafted bouquets to the best of tech to self-care essentials delivered right to the door. Get 50% off your next order up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now with the code NEWCOMERS. That's NEWCOMERS. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. Get a Mother's Day gift as unique as she is with DoorDash. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. 
And we're back to the magic. Um, so we should mention that this was released in 2003. I don't know if we said that. Um, mm-hmm. And this was the culmination of 10 years of work and the conclusion to the trilogy. So this is where everything wraps up and we get the final confrontation between the forces of good and evil fighting mm-hmm. for the control for control of the future of Middle Earth. And actually there was a lot about this that I thought was really engaging, like the, with them trying to, so Hobbit, the Frodo and Sam reach Mordor in their quest to destroy the ring. And that's like the big drama of it all. Like, will they, won't they? Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Will they, won't they make it? The endings that we, Nicole and I, we noticed that there are like 45 endings to this movie. And do you guys feel like that is a frustration to you? Or do you kind of like, how, where do you stand on that controversy? of just having like, why does it end 12 times? I was watching with my sister today. And after the big battle ended, she was like, oh my God, I just realized there's another battle. Thank God. She was like, I felt like it was winding down, but now I remember there's an entire hour left. And we were like, so pleased. We're like, oh, thank God. After that that. battle, I pressed pause and was like, how is there (laughs) still an hour and 45 minutes left of this movie? That was me. Every time I paused, I went, there's still two hours. Like I I was like, I thought I just watched this for two hours. I don't understand. (sighs) Yeah. I remember seeing it in theaters and that like whole scene where Frodo's in the bed and they all like come up and run to him and it's just like dragging on and on. And I remember getting this feeling of like, oh, this is an embarrassing thing to be into. Like it like dawned on me (laughs) for the first time. (laughs) No, this is something I want to mention because I feel like there were a lot of Wizard of Oz parallels. I was just about to say, it was very Wizard of oz Like they have the Emerald Castle or whatever. And then there's the whole bed thing of like all his friends returning after this thing. And they're all like, you're well again, as if he was just dreaming. Mm -hmm. Um, We should walk through the plot a bit and we can kind of figure out any questions that we have, which are probably many. And I'm already scared of every name that I see before me. Oh, Smeagol is spelled differently than I expected it to be. Same. Um, I didn't think there'd be an accent mark over the E. (laughs) So Smeagol, it starts with, with, with Andy circus as more of a, hobbit and mm-hmm. he's not fully transformed smeagol and his hobbit friend discover the ring in a river and raptured by the ring smeagol kills his friend and he retreats into the misty mountains as the ring twists his body and mind until he becomes the creature Gollum, which was i thought incredibly fucked up that whole it was series, so that fucked whole moment. Up. yeah i didn't like it i was like i cannot believe smeagol is like killing his friend over a piece of jewelry you know, and then is going to go live in the woods with his precious ring. The <laughs> fuck? Like, did he need therapy before? Like, what is going on? Aren't hobbits happy? I thought, you know, yeah, the ring really controls your mind. But I thought the way that he, they had him change to become Gollum oh, was like yeah. a reverse evolution sort of thing. And it was I mean, it was really good CGI for the time. Mm-hmm. I was very impressed by that. But it was honestly just disgusting to watch <laughs> also um Smeagol's friend's name is Deagle which they like, oh don't <laughs> mention in the movie for obvious you know, reasons for probably they don't even reason. mention it that's Deagle crazy and Smeagol it, well, yeah. you always wonder where he went you know it seems like they're yeah. supposed to be together yeah it's like that was destined to end badly um, that scene did give us the beautiful iconic line of it's my birthday and I want it which is a <laughs> a vibe that anyone can relate to yeah has anyone like i I've, maybe that's what vanessa hudgens had written on the yeah. wall at her party <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that's any birthday party at a stand-up show it's my birthday and me wants it and you're like well, shut the fuck up um, so back to the war of the ring gandalf leads aragorn League Lagotis, Jimmy, <laughs> Gimmy, Gimli, and Theodore to Inzagar, where they reunite with Merry and Pippin. Gandalf uh, retrieves the defeated Semeron Plantar, this bowling ball thing. Pippin looks uh-huh. at the bowling ball and is seen by Sauron. That part uh, was crazy. It was so wild, and that needed to be explained to me. I was like, what the fuck is happening? So, from Pippin's description of his visions, Gandalf revi- realizes. Sauron will attack Gandor's capital, (laughs) uh, the Mykonos Islands. He rides uh, there to warn Gandor, Gandor's steward, Denthor. Nicole. (laughs) It's like I'm watching it. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Doesn't that really bring it to life? (laughs) Taken with it. 
Honestly, though, the ball thing was kind of, I liked that scene. I liked how um, Gandalf was sleeping with it in a bag and then mm-hmm. they tried to steal it. But so is it kind of, does it kind of act like a, like the ring in that it draws people to it? That thing? Palantir? It's like how they FaceTime, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So he just was curious about it, though? It's like the wizards would FaceTime with them. And that was like how um, Saruman would talk to Sauron. They'd like check in with each other. And then when he died, it fell into the into the water. And then yeah, he was he basically just called Sauron and was like, "Hey, what's up?" Oh, I like when it. When did Sauron die? In the last one? Yeah, there, I that's, didn't know he was dead. And I was after at the end of the movie, I was again. like, "Where was the other man with the laid wig?" And John was like, "He's dead." And I was like, "Okay, no more questions." I I don't know when that happened. Oh, yeah, it starts to blend a bit, you know. Yeah. Um, so Gollum leads Frodo and Sam to Minas Morgul, where they watch the Witch King of Angmar, leader of the Nazgul, lead an army of orcs towards Gondor. (laughs) The hobbits begin climbing cliff stairs to a secret tunnel into Mordor, unaware that Gollum plans to kill them and take the ring. And the Witch King and his forces attack and force Faramir and his team to retreat to Minas Tirith. Um, God. You know... When yeah. it's a paragraph like this, it seems simple. And yet even it, reading that, I yes. feel confused. Same. <laughs> Same. Who's the witch king? Wait, who the fuck is the witch king? That's a question I have as well. Gabby, the- do you want to take it? <laughs> okay, so remember the first movie, like, truly the very beginning of the first movie when they make all, when Sauron makes all the rings and nine rings are made for the men. Yes. Yes. So all of these, all of those people fall to the power of the rings and they become the ring wraiths. So the witch king is the leader of them. They all used oh. to be men and now they're like servants of Sauron and they ride around in those like big, terrible dinosaur things. Is this mm. one of the ones that um, has like a black hole for a face with like the sort of, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And he stabbed Frodo. Yeah. Okay. Yes. yes. Great. Okay. So. Gollum leads Frodo to believe Sam is trying to steal the ring and frames him for stealing the last of the food. Frodo tells Sam to go home. Gollum leads Frodo into the lair of the giant spider, Tony Shaloub. Frodo <laughs> narrowly, ex- how do you say that? Shaloub? Tony Shaloub? Shaloub. <laughs> it's Tony Shaloub. Frodo narrowly escapes. Gollum attacks Frodo. Uh, Gollum falls down a chasm. Frodo continues on, but Tony Shalhoub discovers, paralyzes, and blinds him. I laughed so hard when he foamed at the mouth. I it was so uh, so, so Tony okay. Shalhoub is the spider. Yeah, yes, Tony Shalhoub is the spider, <laughs> and she's a woman. Oh, it Tony is Shalhoub's one, a woman? one of the only female characters in the film wow. series. And they named it Tony Shalhoub. And they named it Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> <laughs> she returns and rescues Frodo from Tony, only to have the orcs appear and capture him. Once again, Sam and Frodo manage to escape and continue their journey. This was like so fucked up. I was like, Gollum? That's yeah. so rude. I sort of felt like this was this was a highlight for me, the spider attack and all that stuff, because mm-hmm. I was very able to keep track of the plot in this yes. moment. <laughs> yes. I was like, the, the spider battles, wants to get it's him. Hard. Yeah. I know. And so as Theoden gathers his army, um, Aragorn learns from Elrond that Arwen is dying. She refused to leave Middle-earth in order to be with Aragorn. And Arwen convinces Elrond to have King Elendil's sword be reforged so that Aragorn can reclaim his birthright. Joined by Legolas and Gimli, Aragorn travels to the dead men's lair, pledging to release them from the undead curse if they come to Gondor's aid. At this moment, I was like, what in the Pirates of the Caribbean is this? <laughs> I, it, it was so wild that these like bone, these green glowy yes. bones are like going to be fighting with him. And I was confused because I was like, so the arrow went through, but then suddenly their swords can touch. The fuck? It does make you think about because I thought about Pirates of the Caribbean and I don't know what years those came out, but like. I wonder about like the CGI inspiration taken mm. from these different things. And also this book was written before Wizard of Oz, I think. So I also oh. think like, or no, after, after Mike just heard me and corrected me. He told me he wasn't going to listen. And I was like, <laughs> I That's for the love best. that Mike was like, he jumped he on you after, after so fast, which is the point I was trying to make, which is that 
J.R.R. Tolkien um, mm-hmm. did possibly rip some from The Wizard of Oz, which, you know, um, I understand because it's a great, simple story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Easy to uh, but follow. It was most of the visual stuff though that I thought was mm-hmm. like, this is so reminiscent of that. Even having it be like all emerald and everything yes. like, felt um, just, uh, you know, not not original in that mm-hmm. sense yet. I wasn't mm-hmm. mad at it. So wait, so Arwen was supposed to leave Middle Earth. Why? Because the elves are all going. They're like, we're sick of it here. We, we don't want to be here anymore. And that's when you see in the last scene when all the hobbits tearfully bid each other goodbye for like 45 mm-hmm. minutes. It's because yeah. they're going into the West. So they're all the elves are going. They're just like leaving. And so, she was supposed to go, but she uh, wanted to stay with her boyfriend. Is Middle... Okay, so let's say Middle Earth is, say, America. So when you leave Middle Earth, you leave America, are you going to Africa? Where are you going? They're going to like Hawaii. <laughs> okay. Okay. And it's okay. (laughs) So they want to go like relax and like have like a sort of easier time because they're kind of always being messed with when they are in the middle earth. Like they have to constantly fight people and shit. And it's like, this is getting old. Stressful. I would imagine. Yeah. So Faramir is gravely (laughs) wounded, believing his son to be dead. Uh, I was calling him dental dam when I asked questions to John. I was like, what is dental? So he falls into madness and truly he is so what when he was like on fire and runs off that. Ledge, oh my God. Again, I couldn't stop laughing. That was a so, good part. Yeah. Gandalf is left to defend the city against the orc army as the orcs force their way into the city. Denethor attempts to kill himself and Faramir on a, Prairie? Pyre. Pyre. Yes, she reads well. Faramir <laughs> is saved, but Denthor leaps to his death. Truly on fire. It is nuts. Uh, mm-hmm. Fjordan and Eormor arrive with their army during the ensuing battle. The Witch King mortally ro- uh, wounds Fjordan. Irwin, oh my God, kills the Witch King. <laughs> With Mary's help, Aragorn arrives with the army of dead to overcome Sauron's forces and win the battle. So that was the cool part where she stabbed the Witch King in yes. the face. Yes, that I yes. loved when he was like, no man could kill me. And then the Hobbit was like, but I can. And then she was like, and I'm a woman, bitch. Yes. I was like, okay, I liked that. <laughs> that was a really good uh, feminist moment. And mm-hmm. I appreciated yes. it. And I also just liked the um, the balls it takes to stab someone in the face, yes. especially when you can't even see what's in there. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, it wouldn't have been my first move. No. I honestly would have decapitated him as opposed yeah. to sticking the sword in him. That's fucked up. Yeah. But it ended things quickly. <laughs> um, the only and- quick thing to happen in this movie. <laughs> That is true. The best part also was way too short. Mm-hmm. Um, so Aragorn marches up to the upon the Black Gate as a distraction so Frodo and Sam can reach Mount Doom. And Frodo and Sam reach the volcano, but Gollum attacks them just as they reach Mount Doom. Isn't it as, wild? Mount Doom, but then there's Frodo and Aragorn and Yeah, Irwin this is like so easy. Like, yes. it's literally Mount Doom. You're scared. Like... Frodo and Sam reach the volcano, but Gollum attacks them just as they reach Mount Doom. And as Frodo stands on the ledge over the volcanic fire, he succumbs to the ring and claims it as his own, putting it on his finger. Gollum and Frodo grapple, both falling off the ledge. And Gollum falls into the lava with the ring and dies, which I couldn't believe. And Frodo is rescued by Sam. As Frodo and Sam escape, Sauron is destroyed along with his orcs and Nazgul as Mordor crumbles, which... That, to me, and then I'm like, that's the end. Like, I, there, this was yes. one of the many endings yes. where you're like, this yes. is a, an epic ending. Gollum just died mm-hmm. in the fire. They mm-hmm. did it. They watched the thing crumble. But no, there's no. 45 minutes left. <laughs> also, once you bite somebody's finger off, that's a wrap. That was savage. I literally couldn't believe how savagely this thing with stringy hair bit an imaginary finger off and then it became real. And then he was, he like threw the bloody nub down. I was like, the fuck? And then when Sam's like, reach for me, I'm like, he probably can't. His finger's gone. (laughs) My God, it was wild. Yeah, that whole thing, the whole moment when he's like about to, when Frodo's about to fall, I thought he could die because this is the fun Mm -hmm. thing about not knowing anything. And so when you both saw this movie had you did you know where the story was going or was it all a surprise to you the first time you saw it so i had read the books at okay. this point so i knew it was happening um that said rewatching it as an adult i'm like 
Sam was in a toxic friendship. Like just, yeah. I would be so mad if I got all the way to the end. I've like carried him all the way to the top and he's like, just kidding. I still want it. It's so true. Like, you're just like, I do everything for you. I got, he got, mm-hmm. tri- yeah. then this, this summary doesn't even cl- include the whole thing that happened with the bread. I'm like yes. the bread trick. He like this, fell all the way down a mountain, found some bread that Gollum had thrown, and then said, "I'm gonna go back up." I would have been like, "Bitch, you're on your own, and I'm gonna eat these crumbs." <laughs> I, I I said I was like, he should be eating it, even if it's stale. Yes. He needs the energy. But um, Gandalf flies in with the eagles to rescue the hobbits. So you mm-hmm. think it's almost? A, I actually thought they might die in this like lava, and like that would be kind of a cool ending. While like they kind of mm-hmm. saved everyone, but they die. But no, they get snatched up in the talons of some eagles. And they get reunited with the rest of the fellowship in Minas Tirith. And Aragorn is crowned King of Gondor and marries Arwen. And the hobbits return home to the Shire. A few years later, yes, years later, Frodo departs Middle Earth (laughs) for the Undying Lands with his uncle Bilbo, Gandalf, and the elves. And the last words of both of the book and the film are the same. Sam closes with, well, I'm back. Mm. So there was actually another ending in the book. There was an additional ending section in the wow. book. Wow. That's that so... the books have a director's cut? <laughs> yeah. No, but it was like, it was between. It edition. was like, when they go back to the Hobbit world, it's like all fucked up and they have to fix it. And it's like incredibly mm. long. And like people who are fans of the books were like really mad that that didn't make it into the movie. They were like, oh, wow. it needed six endings, not five. But like, <laughs> I do agree that five endings was oh, the perfect amount. Yeah, yeah. I truly kept thinking like it was over Mm -hmm. and it was it was and and Mike had told me that there were a bunch of endings and that's kind of like frustrating because you feel like it's going to be over. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I mean, he's not frustrated. He loves it. But I was like ready for that. And still, every time it happened, I went, wait, really? That wasn't it? Like, oh, my God, that was such an ending. Like, how could it even be more of an ending? But they always find a way. Truly so wild. Also, the elephants i'm like what is indigenous to this land like what like where middle earth just has elephants giant eagles fucking like scary dragons it's it's everything is there it's and then also i was like how do these elephants know how to fight with their tusks who's doing that how did they wrap fucking spikes around their tusks i was really not on board for these elephants. <laughs> and then I said to John, I was like, oh my God, are they using real elephants? And John goes, you idiot. <laughs> Look at how big they are. And I was like, mm-hmm, okay. Oh, well, did you yeah, feel truly, like... Just so much. How did you feel, Nicole, with this being the last of this this little... I don't even know what you call it because it's not... I guess it's the trilogy. Trilogy. Like, um, do you feel satisfied by the ending... I feel oversatisfied because so many endings happened and I'm so annoyed that the end was Frodo being like, ah, I wrote a book. And I'm like, so he, we just watched a tortured author go through their story. And then you go see that uh, Sam has two kids. I was like, I don't give a fuck about his two kids. Well, yeah. So we get to, we see him at the end with his, like, he wakes up in bed and everyone's like, yay, you're fine. Like, cause he was about to die. Mm-hmm. And then he's good. Then he writes the whole book, which I mean, I guess if you wrote, I mean, the book is really old. So like, there's something like, it wasn't, totally a cliche to have it end with like mm-hmm. the, the like lead actor being like the end. <laughs> that was still like maybe like a fresh idea. Can I ask yeah. you guys, how would you have felt if it had ended with Frodo and Sam getting together? It seems like you guys are really into that concept. I would have really liked it because I, I think felt it like cool. it was unrequited love. I felt like Sam was ready to like jump off a mountain for Mr. Frodo and Frodo was just truly really being like, yeah, you'll do anything I want you to do. And I'm going to be <laughs> evil now and you're still going to love me. And I would have really appreciated if Frodo was like, you know what, Sam, you've been there for me and I'll be there for you at night. Like, I think it just would have been really nice. Like, I enjoyed that it ultimately was a friendship story in that sense. But I felt like I agree with you that like, if there was more reciprocity from Frodo's side where you really got to see like, how much it meant to him mm-hmm. that like Sam had done all this stuff, like it felt like there's there wasn't enough of that because I do think you're right, Gabby, that it was kind of toxic the way that, mm-hmm. you know, Sam just did everything for this guy and he just he just keeps looking after the wrong thing. Plus, even Frodo, I think I was frustrated by Frodo being so protective of Gollum the entire time. I found yes, that because I was like, annoying. you just met this stringy idiot. Like, and he's you don't garbage. know him. He's creepy as fuck. 
Although I did love the end where Frodo wakes up and he's like, Gandalf! And then literally the hobbits jump around in bed with him <laughs> where he like hugs them and hugs them and hugs them and hugs them. And then all the tall people just stood there and watched. And I was like, this is weird. And there was a tweet about that scene. That's like me and all my friends when COVID ends. And when I saw it, I like literally almost started crying. I was like, this is the most moving thing ever. That's funny. That's funny. I love that. And now I get it. <laughs> yeah. Now we get so many things. Um, sort of, even though I like obviously miss major plot points. So let's read some of this trivia that we have here about this yes. movie. So Peter Jackson has a cameo as a Corsair pirate in the extended version, he's pierced in the chest by Legolas's arrow and dramatically dies. And in the standard cut, he's seen walking on a ship as Gandalf is talking about gathering armies. I think that's really cute that he had a cameo. He, and that he cut himself out of it. <laughs> like, what's that? That's selfless. Yeah. Now, does, in the extended version, is he a good actor? Yeah. I actually don't remember the scene, but I do remember his cameo in the first movie. Oh. Oh. Um, yeah, my friend actually sent me a picture recently and was like, who's this random man eating a carrot at the Prancing Pony? And I was like, cool, that's Peter Jackson. <laughs> Gabby, do you remember this cameo? I don't. I do remember the first one, though. Did you guys notice that Brett McKenzie from Flight of the Concords is in these movies, Nicole? I wouldn't have known it was him because no. Mike points was, him out. Who was he in the, in the he movie? He has no facial hair, so that's half of why he looks uh, really different. Yeah. And I think he has long a long wig on, but he... He like says goodbye. I mean, I honestly, I don't like know what his character. He's kind of like a side character, but he like says goodbye to the elves. I think he is an elf. Um, oh. It's pretty surprising. Oh. Yeah. Didn't clock it. You guys know that like the orc in this movie with the really bulbous face. Um, apparently he's played by like one of the elves from the first two movies. Because I, I definitely oh, looked yeah. up like orc bulbous oh. pink face. Like, who is this guy? And... That was my I thought I, That's yeah. nice. His name Gothmog. I think that he looks Gothmog. so much like Trump. Like, I feel like as Trump gets further mm. in his presidency, he looks more and more like the bulbous pink orc. Is it the <laughs> one that has like an eye yeah. hole? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The one who's like, like, stand your ground. And then like mm-hmm. sidesteps a huge piece of the castle that they threw at them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, you two stepped away from that. Like, that's <laughs> this, a lot of things. This movie were wild. So... <laughs> The New Zealand army was used. Oh, the whole army was used as extras. Well, this goes to show we who needs an army for Aragon's <laughs> army. They're just hanging it's out. Fighting uh, was overly enthusiastic. It did not lean towards pretend fighting. Their fierce fighting with stunt doubles resulted in many injuries. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to ask a question that's ignorant, but I'm surprised that New Zealand has an army. Like, I feel like they're not usually involved in any sort of dispute. Am I wrong? They created it for this. <laughs> Wait, really? No. <laughs> oh, I was like, well, there we go. They did I a mean, draft. They were like, maybe that's why the <laughs> army was available. Yeah, they're like, dude, we are we have been trained and we have nowhere to go. Let's fake fight and we'll actually hurt each other. Um, that's pretty awesome. Okay, so for the scene when Frodo gets pierced by Shalob, Tony Shalob, the spider. Elijah Wood had two Alka-Seltzers hidden under his tongue, which he chewed up to create white foam, which he then leaked out of the corner of his mouth. That's funny. I like things like that because then you just picture mm-hmm. him like putting them in and being like, yeah, and being like, Yikes. yeah. <laughs> have you guys ever seen like this. the episode of the Tyra Banks show where she does that trick? No. no. She like does like a modeling she- trick. No, it was like when she had her talk show and she like pretended to be rapid. She was like, I'm sick. And then she did the Frodo trick. She chewed up Alka-Seltzer. So it's, I guess it's a oh Hollywood secret. I always As love when Tyra a does a trick. trick. <laughs> I mean, it looks kind of sexy, right? That's so funny. She, though, I love when she like likes to prank people. She's so yes. nutty. She's um, so funny. So the final <laughs> confrontation between Frodo and Gollum in The Return of the King was originally going to end with Frodo pushing Gollum off the edge into Mount Doom was meant to be straight out murder. Jackson admitted uh, at the time we were okay with it because we felt everyone wanted Frodo to kill Gollum, but of course it was very untolken. Years later, the scene was reshot as it ended up in the film. Years later? No. Dang. Huh? Hmm. Oh yeah, I guess they had time oh, though because yes. they were they shot them all like at yeah. once and then and then I'm sure post production was so long. Yeah, they must have been like living there doing this for just years. Mm-hmm. Um. 
Oh, Pippin isn't the only composer in the movie. Viggo Mortensen wrote the melody for the song he sings at Aragorn's coronation. The lyrics are from the book. Wow. Wow. Just taking lyrics and just riffing and making up a melody is really... I don't um, even know what that means. That's how uh, musically illiterate I am. I mean, it's literally if you just read a poem, but you sang it and, and no one told you how to do it. And you're like, oh. this is the story of Lord of the Rings. Oh, I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah, you know what it is. <laughs> so uh, Dominic Monaghan, Mary, said in an interview that he and Billy Boyd, Pippin, were teamed up right at the start and did most of their training, fencing, canoeing together. Then they were separated for the return of the king to make the sadness Mary and Pippin feel when, oh, I get it. So they separated themselves <laughs> during the second movie as they were separated in the movie. Um, to make it more genuine, according to Monaghan, neither he nor Bo- Boyd appreciated being separated for the third film. So the trick worked. Yeah, but that's like not that's not fun. Like you're like yeah. living in another country and like you're bored and you got to be best friends with someone. And then and like then you don't get to hang away. out like that sucks. Mm. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, Peter Jackson said the original orc costumes resulted in full diaper walk. He hated the diaper walk so much that he had their costumes redesigned and reshot huge portions of the film. Oh my God, is this so expensive? Yeah, how much did that cost? I mean, just to go like, they're walking weird. Can we do it again? (laughs) I hate this. (laughs) But also it's like, you didn't do a walkthrough of the costumes before you started shooting? Peter, that's that's on you, my friend. That's honestly like being a man in this industry. (laughs) Like you're just like, we'll shoot the whole thing and like halfway through you're like, "Mm, do it again. Mm, I don't like it. The Lord of the Rings trilogy began became the most nominated film franchise in Academy Award history with 30 nominations, surpassing the Godfather trilogy, 28, and the Star Wars. Star Wars was nominated for Oscars? They have 21, 21. nominations? It's probably like all special effects. Yeah, yeah. The effects and like sound design. Um, since John Reese davies suffered constant rashes from wearing the Gimli makeup, the makeup department gave him the opportunity to throw his Gimli mask into the fire on his last day of pickup photography. He didn't hesitate a moment to grab it and burn it. So, wow. yeah, so he's better than Frodo. Yeah, <laughs> he just threw it in. That's truly like, that's also feels like a, um, Wizard of Oz connection because yes. the Tin Man had like, he was like dying or something. Yeah, and toxic <laughs> makeup. And I think the green makeup was also toxic for... The Wicked Witch of the West. But also, we're in the future. They couldn't figure out something for this man to wear that didn't give him a rash? I know for (laughs) years, he's just like getting a rash every day at work. That must have been so hard to shoot a movie like this for years because you have to sit in the chair Mm -hmm. for like so long to get your face put on. And if it's uncomfortable, I mean, I can't even imagine. Oof. Yeah. But... I would do it. Same. Uh, <laughs> We're available. <laughs> We're very available. Uh, why didn't the characters just fly on the giant eagles into Mordor and drop the one ring into the Mount of Doom? This That's is not, question. in fact, a plot hole. It's one I've, I didn't even think of. The Eye of Sauron would have been a major obstacle. Also, it is explained that the eagles are very proud creatures and did not take sides in, war of, in, the, in the War of the Ring until the end, so they would not have assisted Wow, how what? fucking noble of these eagles. The eagles didn't pick a side? Isn't it kind of based on who's riding them? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I really like buy this full explanation. I feel like it's like a bit defensive. Mm. Yeah, it's like the eagles honestly were really impartial and they just didn't want to like make any sort of moves mm-hmm. that would be possible that they might just Until, regret like, the very, very end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, this film earned $377.8 million in the U S and Canada. And it was the highest grossing film of 2003 worldwide at 1.142 billion and was the second film in history to earn over a billion dollars. Seems like too much dang money. That's a lot. The film holds. Yeah. I want to find that out. I don't know. Well, you look that up. The film holds a 93% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes with an average score of 8.69 slash 10 out of 10. It was Titanic. Ooh. That's actually really surprising because that was like 97. And then this was 2003. Oh, yeah. That's a while. 
So Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times gave three and a half stars out of four saying Return of the King is such a crowning achievement, such a visionary use of all the tools of special effects, such a pure spectacle that it can be enjoyed even by those who have not seen the first two films. Well, why do you give it four stars? I agree with that. I think it's, it's a good standalone film. After it was done, I was like, why wasn't this just the movie? Right. It does kind of feel like it tells the whole story. Right? If you just throw on a little bit at the top about like Bilbo. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, yeah, the whole story's in there. The main criticism of Lord of the Rings Return of the King was its running time, particularly the epilogue. Even rave reviews of the film commented on its length. There was also criticism regarding the Army of Dead's appearance. Yeah, truly, they look like they were colored in with a highlighter. Rapidly ending the battle. Yeah, it did end so quickly. The battle of the Peloton Fields. Sure. And it got a lot of accolades. So as we said, it was nominated for 11 Academy Awards, Best Picture, Best Director, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Original Score, Best Original Song, Best Visual Effects, Best Art Direction, Best Costume Design. Okay, I'm getting bored. Best Makeup, Best Sound Mixing, <laughs> and Best Film Editing. That's so interesting that none of the actors were nominated because I'm like, if you have a Best Picture, who was in the fucking picture? The actors. Right. Like, that's it crazy. feels like some of those people, I mean. Andy Serkis. He like was, he always was eating. He was always eating raw fish and slithering around. Wait, real raw fish? I, I don't know. It looked. I don't know. I just feel it like did he should have been nominated. Convincing. Like if mm-hmm. anyone in that film was nominated, it should have been Andy Serkis. Yeah, we mm. we agree with that. Like it's oh, he does so much and he's putting so on much. like if you uh, what I'm I still need to see is like some footage of him shooting this role because I feel like it'd be so amazing to watch him fully committed in front of a green screen as like this rotten little thing and i think if i was in the movie it would take me a minute to get over the tee hee hees <laughs> because like, <laughs> he's probably like taking himself so seriously and i'm like i'm a hobbit and this man is in a onesie uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i forgot that he would be an all green like yes. that like he'd be in like a green screen suit or whatever yeah, with like little tags on him for where they're gonna put the cgi like and truly being like precious and you're like <laughs> my friend this is funny <laughs> At the 78th Academy Awards in 2004, the film won all the categories for which it was nominated. Wow. And it holds the record for the highest Academy Awards totals, along with Titanic and Ben-Hur. It also holds the record for the highest clean sweep at the Oscars. It feels like we have to take Ben-Hur out of it, because wasn't that one of the first movies ever? Like, how many movies were in the Oscars? Yeah. (laughs) It was like, and the nominees are Ben-Hur, (laughs) Ben-Hur. And Ben Hur. And they're like, well, I guess Ben Hur wins. We well, we <laughs> like the movie from this year. That's the one that should win. <laughs> we like the movie from this year. <laughs> it's so funny. Okay, so I mean I, I, I think it's interesting how successful these movies are, Nicole. Mm-hmm. Like there's it's kind of funny. Like they, they have like ninety-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. They're just yeah. crushing it nonstop. We don't get it. But here's the thing. I always wonder this about Rotten Tomatoes. Does anyone go on there who like just doesn't like like it's like it feels like you only do that if you want to like rip yeah. on something. But with something like this, because it's so beloved, it's like mm-hmm. you would never just go put out like a hateful review for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. I, I but then. Yeah. I mean, but then people like don't they negatively negatively review Star Wars shit, even though people. But then like the fans also hate Star Wars at the same time. I, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think anyone would give this a negative review. Do you guys feel like with this franchise, like people are are more forgiving than they are? Because I feel like with Star Wars, people really like to rip it, like rip on it, even though they're huge fans. Like they still want to go like they didn't do it right. I feel like everyone's pretty happy with Lord of the Rings who like is a fan. Is that true? Or is there like that underbelly of people where they're like, fuck this one? I think that it's like, to me, it seems like they're like less connected than the Star Wars ones are. I don't know anything about Star Wars. But I've yeah. heard secondhand from my sister whose boyfriend made her watch them that mm. there's more of a through line. Like this, like for me, I've never actually seen The Hobbits because like, I'm like, I don't, I feel like it's trickery that they made the dwarves hot. Like they're like, oh, I won't watch it unless the dwarves are hot. And <laughs> on principle, I won't bow to the trickery. Um, <laughs> but so like, it's the fact that the fact that they made like 700 Hobbits or whatever doesn't like affect my understanding of the original trilogy. Yeah. Also haven't seen the Hobbit movies because I was like, I'm not going to do three Hobbit movies. Also, there's like no romance. I feel like, and I was like Mm. 25 years old at that time. I was like, okay, I don't don't need this. But I was getting texts about how the dwarves are really hot recently. And I was like, I guess like I'm like in quarantine, maybe. 
but I haven't gotten around to it yet. That's so interesting, though, that you can love these movies so much and not have any interest in the other ones. Like, I mean, I mm-hmm. I feel like I get it, but I'm also surprised. But that's like uh, the nice man I live with. He has he was like, you're going to you're on your own for the Hobbit movies. I haven't watched them, but he is, will sit and watch Lord of the Rings for fun and loves it. Has Mike seen the Hobbit movies? Um, Mike, have you seen the Hobbit movies? Yeah, they suck. Oh, interesting. <laughs> also, isn't the Hobbit like ninety pages long? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I was in the I was in the play when I was a kid of the Hobbit, so that I'll be bringing you? a lot of that. Yeah, I was you? a troll. Um, <laughs> I was like magpie or something. I don't know. Mick magpie, like that. not <laughs> Mick magpie, just oh. magpie. <laughs> Did or you like enjoy mag or something? Did you enjoy the role? Do you feel like it was um, a challenging role? Okay, he says the animated Hobbit is a shit. I did enjoy being a troll in The Hobbit. I loved it. I oh got to God, sing a song about mutton, um, <laughs> and and I got to be like funny. And I I'll I'll put some pictures when we do that because I have some at my. Do you my have footage of this? My mom can find. Um, you know what? I know someone who does, and this would probably be the time to try to get yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because my friend's brother was the lead, it. so their family oh, definitely has the home video. Ugh, um, I can't I'll wait have to, to find see out. this. Yeah, that could be really horrible. (laughs) I don't know if I can watch it. (laughs) Well, Gabby, Callie, thank you so much for doing this. Do you guys have anything you'd like to plug? Like to plug? Um, No, (laughs) we just came on to the Lord of the Rings. Unless Gabby has something. No, we just love Lord of the Rings so much. <laughs> we're we're plugging the Lord of the Rings trilogy extended okay. edition. Okay. Not the theatrical version, please. <laughs> extended All edition. Right. Perfect. Lauren, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, I would like to plug um, my Patreon. If you just go to patreon.com slash Lauren Lapkiss, which I am plugging a lot, but it's, it does make a difference to talk about it. So check it out. I have a lot of free episodes on there. If you're on the fence and you want to see what's up, you can just go to that website and listen to some episodes for free and um, watch The Wrong Missy on Netflix. And what about you, Nicole? Well, Nailed It is on Netflix. Um, also, I have other podcasts. Why Won't You Date Me? Best Friends, Drag Her, uh, 90 Day Bay, and... I have a book called Very Fat, Very Brave, and you can get that anywhere. Yes, everyone needs to go buy it. Okay, well, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you you so much for having us. It was so fun. And we have a little segment we call the Battle of the Five Stars segment where we read five-star reviews. And this one is called Newcomers is a Delight by Rose Has No Friends. Well, that's our demo. (laughs) Um, I'm a huge... I'm a huge Star Wars fan, and my sister had has had never made it through a whole Star Wars film without falling asleep until this June. During quarantine, we watched all of them together, and listening to you guys was so funny because all the questions and thoughts she had were so similar to your experience. And she called C-3PO every name except his actual one for the entirety of the Skywalker saga. So that's perfect. Thank mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it says she's now a fan. She now says she's a fan of Star Wars, and we're planning on a trip to Galaxy's Edge and to Disneyland uh, in Disneyland. And I might just have to buy her a Yoda backpack. Aww, wow, that's really that's sweet. Cute. Thank you. Rose has no friends. Um, we will be back next week with something new related to the franchise, which right now is a surprise to us. So Who we will knows? see what we're going to do next. And if it's a Hobbit movie, apparently it sucks. So that's <laughs> <laughs> all we luck. know. So um, join us again next week and find out what we're watching. And we'll see you then. Yes. Bye bye. That was a HeadGum Original.